The blessings of the Lord be upon you and yours. Today as we share about Samuel and Saul in 1 Samuel the 9th and the 10th chapters, the rise and the fall of Saul. And it's interesting because people wanted a king. They kept bugging God. They wanted to be like everybody else. When God has made you distinctive, when God has called you, when God has his hand on you, when God has selected you, when God has anointed you, when God lead God's and direct you, the worst thing you can do is say that you want to be like everybody else. That's regressing. That's not progressing. But be it as it may, God heard what the people wanted, and he sent Samuel to anoint Saul as king. And so Samuel told Saul, he said, you know, you are the one, it says in 1 Samuel 9, verse 20, upon whom all the desire of Israel is, is it not on thee and on all thy father's house? And at that point in time, Saul was incredibly humble. And he said, am I not a Benjamite of the smallest of the tribes of Israel and my family the least of all the families of the tribe of Benjamin? Wherefore then speakest thou so to me? And this reminds me of Saul when he said, I am the least of the least of the apostles. And so Samuel took him amongst the 30 persons that he had called and invited that were dignitaries of the area and spiritual people of the area. And he gave Saul the shoulder which is where the yoke is, which is a demonstration of the calling and of the anointing that was supposed to be upon Saul's life. And he told him, he said, take it and eat it. And then they communed on the top of the house that day and on the next day. And then the servant was told to pass on before them in verse 27. And Samuel began to lay out what it was that God was going to do. He took a vial of oil, the anointing that destroys the yoke. He kissed him and he poured it out upon him. And he says, is it not because the Lord hath anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? In other words, what Saul was called to do was no small thing. And he needed to be, needed to know that it was God's property, that God's people, God's chosen, God's elect that he was going to be caring for. And so he was told how he was going to go about it. First, he was going to find two men by Rachel's grave and Zelza. And then he was told that they would tell him that his father was looking for them and was no longer looking for the asses that were lost. Secondly, he was going to find three men going up to Bethel, the house of God, and one would be carrying three kids, another carrying three loaves, and another carrying a bottle of wine or a skein of wine. Look at Trinity all over the place. Look at two, the number of accord and agreement and confirmation all over the place. And then it said that when he came down, he would be in the midst of a group of prophets with a psaltery, a tabray, a pipe, and a harp. And the Spirit of the Lord would come upon him and that he would be with them and that he too 
would prophesy. Look at God, what God is doing to this humble man. And yet, when they get ready to pull him as the one from his tribe, we find in verse number 20, it says in 1 Samuel 10, And when Samuel had caused all of the tribes of Israel to come near, the tribe of Benjamin was taken. When he had caused the tribe of Benjamin to come near by their families, the family of Matri was taken. And Saul, the son of Kish, was taken. And when they sought him, he could not be found. Do not, child of God and heir to the throne, miss the time of your visitation. Do not be found feeling inferior. Do not be found wanting. Do not be found lacking. Do not be found missing from your designated place. It says, therefore, they inquired of the Lord further if the man should yet come thither. And the Lord answered, behold, he hath hid himself amongst the stuff. In other words, amongst the keli, K-E-L-I, the baggage, the carts, the wagons. He was hiding out. But I would attribute this hiding to his feeling of not being uh, adequate, his feeling of being overwhelmed, his feeling of not being competent to do the work of the Lord, which we all go through when we are first called. And yet the work is not ours, it's the Lord's. The execution is not ours, it's the Lord. But look at the beauty, You look at the humility, look at the sheer uh, lowliness of this man. It's, it's almost like Christ when he goes through the streets of Jerusalem on the colt, the foal of an ass. And here we find Saul. Yet he was chosen by God ahead above the others like David, missing at the time of the call, but located. And then we find the fall. He broke the commandment of God in 1 Samuel 15, 2 to 12. He made excuse for his sin, 1 Samuel 13, 11 through 12. He intruded into the priest's office, 1 Samuel 13, 8 through 10. He was supposed to wait for Samuel to make the sacrifice. He became exalted and was no longer small in his own sight, 1 Samuel 15, verse 17. He blamed everyone else for his failure, 1 Samuel 15, 13 to uh, 20. He rejected God's word against him, 1 Samuel 15, verse 23. He didn't fully repent, 1 Samuel 15, 24 to 35. The spirit of God was taken from him. He became bitter in his own soul. He began to consult demons and witches contrary to the word of God in 1 Samuel 28 verse 10. And he was jealous and bitter towards David. 1 Samuel 20 verses 30 through 34 and 1 Samuel 16 verses 14 through 23. In fact, he tried to kill David 21 times. 
So the people had demanded that a king be placed over them, and God knew this in Deuteronomy 17, verses 14 to 20. This did not come as a surprise to God, but they did it outside of the timing of God. That's almost like the time he gave them the quail, and then he told them only to gather so much in the coriander, only to gather so much and not keep it overnight. They kept it overnight, they ate it, and it made them sick. They got what they wanted. They got a king, but the king made them suffer. They lost out because of the king, because the king exalted himself above God. We as children of God and heirs to the throne as servants of God as the fivefold must remain humble, must remain dependent, must remain at the feet of God, must always seek his face and seek to do his will, always be willing to do that which is only pleasing in his sight. As Jesus said, my meat is to accomplish the will of him that sent me. I do always those things that please him. We can never exalt ourselves. The word of God says that he that humbles himself shall be exalted, but he that exalts himself shall be abased. In other words, God will bring you down just like he did Satan. In Isaiah 14, how art thou fallen, O Lucifer, son of the morning, thou who didst weaken in nations and cause them to tremble, who said, I will be like the Most High. Let us stay humbly at the feet of the cross. Bless God. Bless you.